0: It's been a while since we've gotten together and recorded one of these.
1: Yeah, it has. I heard you got fired.
0: You can't fire someone that quits.
2: The Ann Fleming's James Bond 007.
0: You may now open
2: the program. code name for your eyes only are you ready to get back to work with pleasure M with pleasure
0: so no worries nobody quit nobody got fired From we're still job. here yeah absolutely <laughs> we are doing a new format finally finally After all the talk and advertising and tweets, here it is, For Your Eyes Only. Why are we calling it For Your Eyes Only? Because it is for the fan. We are going to talk about a lot of stuff. It's not only just fans of James Bond movies, I would say it's fans of our series. If you genuinely enjoy our podcast and our banter and our discussion, you're going to get more of that but you're also going to get some discussion on other things um, since we are going to expand the topic. It's not just a review of the film. It is a discussion of the film. So it's a little a little different. We're not, again, reviewing. More so discussing.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Which also leads to, I think, a, a concern that you had, Scott, and you can you know, feel free to stop me if I'm... Mm putting words in your mouth, I think a concern you had was, what is this new format going to be? It's a fear of the and, unknown. And how are we yeah. going to figure it out? Yeah. And I've been advocating, I think our listeners will work with us. Yeah. I, I think this series is going to grow, it's going to change, yeah. we're going to figure out you know, where we're babbling on too much, where we need to get back
1: on track. But in this format, we're allowed to babble a little bit, right? Yeah, there's going to
0: be some babbling, but... Uh, you know, there's going to be I won't say growing pains, but Can some a growth. And and every mm-hmm. new series has that. Every every new show, every new something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could have spent. You know, part of the reason this has been delayed so much is planning and discussions, and you know, let's add this here, let's do that here. Eventually, you just got to put something on air. That's right. And what take some feedback, take some growth. Yeah. See how the product turns out. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be in development hell for. You know, we'll never do another podcast.
1: Yeah, and and that's true. I mean, and we kind of have been in development hell a little bit. I've been complaining about, I've been worried about winging it. Right. You know, to quote me. So I think it's about time we got together and I'm already happy to be back here. Yeah, here we are. Bonding over Bond. You want to talk about our uh, new studio? Sure. Same studio, new location inside the studio?
0: Same, uh, same office complex. Yeah, same office complex. Same underground dungeon.
1: Much closer.
0: Yes. Yeah, with a heat lamp, apparently. <laughs> so the length of this podcast may determine <laughs> on, on how much sweating happens throughout this process. It's a sauna. Yeah, it feels like it. It's getting there. We'll see. So we're here today to discuss Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which was picked. We will tell you that we don't know what the next podcast is going to be.
1: We just got done cutting the numbers.
0: At the end of the podcast, we're gonna pick it live. You'll hear our genuine reaction. We'll
1: you
0: live. <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear our genuine reaction about the next movie that you'll hear next month. And yeah, we're pretty excited about that. So it's something that we're gonna share with you as you're listening. You're gonna find out when we find out what the next film and you're gonna help us gonna be. Yeah, through that month, you'll have a whole tweet us. Well, not really a month because we got to record oh, a couple weeks. You have some us. weeks to tweet us ideas, things you want to hear about, things you want to hear us discuss, questions you have, topics, everything. We're gonna try to make it a little more interactive.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we get some feedback.
0: Hopefully, hopefully, we've got uh, we've got some some feedback. <clears> um, so before we jump into it a little a little bit here, how are you doing, Scott? How's it How's it been? Any big updates? No, I'm
1: doing well. Uh, and thoroughly enjoyed the time off
0: mm-hmm. i think
1: it was natural it was good it, was little... it had to happen yeah was you little... know we're doing a
0: podcast a week 24 weeks a lot of things you know
1: i was talking to some co-workers some friends at work and i was just like maybe we shouldn't even do this, this is like the natural progression we've done it we've got the entire arc we can we you know we talked about the possible the different avenues daniel daniel craig's uh tenure as bond could go hmm. you know and for a mo, for there were a couple of days there where I was like, you know what, we this is our arc. Yeah. That's it. I'm happy. Right. Why start it up again? But you know, talking to you and and now sitting here in the moment, I'm happy we're doing this again. Yeah, so am I. How are you doing?
0: I'm I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm excited to be spring to be back. Yeah. Yeah. It is spring. It's uh, baseball season here in the Americas. Yeah.
1: I I recently went to a game. You recently, yeah, I went, to recently a
0: game. went to a game. Yeah. So that's always it's energized. always good. It is. It is NFL draft. These are all things we could talk I about. I don't care. You never don't, know.
1: Don't care about the Dolphins. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is uh, yeah. just moving on.
0: Yeah. I mean, moving on. We have all the time
2: in the world. Time enough for life to unfold. All the precious things love has. In store. We, have all the in the world.
0: we are here to discuss On Her Majesty's Secret Service, of course released in 1969. It was a winter release in December. It stars the one, the only, literally, for one time only, Mr. George Laz- Lazenby. The emotional bond? Is that the title he's been given?
1: That's what I'm going to give him.
0: Because he has tears once?
1: No, no, actually it wasn't that. There was, it was also the scene when he, when he escaped from Peace Gloria and he is like a Isn't legitimate... Isn't it Paz,
0: Paz Gloria? peace Paz, pause, peas Peace,
1: peace Paz. Pause, pause. was Paz? Piz Gloria. Piz. That's it. Piz Gloria. Mm. When, when he escapes and he gets down to, uh, whatever's down at the end of the, the peas. Which the Piz piece, which uh, is a it, it's a, is it a? they um, in Switzerland. Yeah, it's a Swiss word for mountain, right? Because I remember there in the book, which I haven't finished yet, unfortunately. But uh, I know Sir Hillary Bray James Bond asks Irma Bunt what the difference between a berg, a mountain, and a peas is. Mm. And uh, so, anyways, uh, peas means it's the mountain. Peas Gloria. All
0: right, when they so, get down there. The yes, yeah, so when town, he gets
1: down there, and he is. Aren't they
0: th- supposed to be by Bern, Switzerland? I don't know uh, if they were in Burn when they got all the way to the bottom. Yeah, no, no I, no, no, no. I think they're by Burn. No,
1: well, uh, the, the lawyer, the lawyer that was working for DeBlochamp...
0: Is in Burn. Is in Burn. Uh, they're so not you're, necessarily you're, by. So you're, you know, you probably, think. I mean, Switzerland's Close.
1: only so, only so big. Anyways, where I was going with that was, there were, that, that was one of the few moments in the James Bond franchise where James Bond was literally scared for his life. Where, um, uh, the Countess, uh, uh Tracy, Shows up in ice happens skates Happens to be ice skating Randomly there, is there You know
0: I, As I wrote when I watched this again In all caps The fuck is she doing there
1: Well she knew he was there
0: Right Right Yeah you know She so, explains I mean, later He asked that
1: same question Yeah Yeah So I mean uh, That was Between that moment And Tracy's death Solidified for me That he is the emotional bond I never mm. felt like that emotion Watching it again this time I was like Man he's he. Uh, Lazenby is a, a, a Very emotional character mm. So uh, uh, Actor that's interesting yeah sorry I got a little
0: it would be it would be interesting to find out at what point that scene was shot like in what order was it early in the filming was it later when he realized uh, things weren't going great
1: going great how so
0: what do you mean how so like when Telly Savalas had taken all his fucking money in poker (laughs) (laughs) which is my favorite trivia probably of all the Bond films yeah just, um, not that. What makes it my favorite is that, um, was it Broccoli or it was Broccoli, it was Broccoli right? Yeah. Broccoli finds out that, uh, Telly, Telly Savalas just is just abusing George, who is a rookie card player. Yeah. And then Broccoli sits in on one game and Cleans earns all George's money back and yep. gives it to him. The young actor, which I thought was a very nice of a producer to do to, to help out his young actor that he's, Trying to sign to a seven movie deal. Really? And does. That... Yeah, they're going to give him seven movies. Oh, God. That's... And then he, uh, he verbally, ag- he agreed to it. And then he was in, uh, talks for Diamonds. And then his, his agent was like, Oh, man, the 60s, they're over. That's James Bond's not going to be a character in the 70s. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You shouldn't do that. It's going to kill your career. Yeah. Yeah, kill your career. That movie did kill your career, but in a different way.
1: Did you not like it this time?
0: I loved it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I have it ranked eighth already. Yeah, I on had the first it seventeenth. I was hard on the last podcast.
1: It doesn't sound like it. You had it ranked eighth. I had seventeenth. But,
0: but in the podcast, remember at that point in the series, yeah, you, shat, you know, we yeah, both chatted on it. Well, at that point, we were doing our reviews as if Weird. we had not seen all the other ones. Yeah, and so I was very hard on it because we had just come off the Connery era, mm-hmm. and you know, it's heartbroken this time. You know, we can openly discuss it because we obviously have seen all of them. Mm-hmm. Evidence of all the reviews, 24 reviews back, you know, just literally go back to iTunes, wherever, Stitcher, wherever you downloaded this at. You mm-hmm. know, we've seen all the films. We're going to discuss this in the context of the 24 other films. So I would say that, uh, yes, I I am a fan of On Her Majesty's. I'm on the fence on George. So I, I keep going back and forth. He was fine um, on him. I think, I think he is much closer to the novels' original portrayal of James Bond than Sean Connery. I think Sean Connery created the movie character James Bond. I think George embodies the book, the novel character mm-hmm. of James Bond.
1: I, I, I think that's that's kind of you know that's a pretty fair assessment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't. Got through a lot of the books. Yeah.
0: But... Yeah. We're getting the weeds here. We haven't even got past the intro. Okay. So, yeah, we we're just summing up the movie. The uh, basic facts, so everybody knows what we're talking about. On Her Majesty's. It is the 10th Bond novel, the 6th Bond film. We already did, uh, disclosed it was released in 1969. It does star Mr. George Lazenby. Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed, directed by Peter Hunt. Produced- very unique style the direction i like the very direction choppy. very choppy yeah but i thought for most of the time the choppiness was used to like advance the action sequences yeah you know like it it made it made the sequence feel chaotic like a fight would feel like when you know so yeah. for most of the film i enjoyed the editing there was, was one very... or two parts where it got a little jarring yeah It but... was very
1: quantum of Solace for me really yeah okay well i mean it was very co- it, it similar so I mean, they were jarring. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't unbearable, but right. it was
0: noticeable. Yeah. And then we're back to the original production team of Saltzman and Broccoli. Mm-hmm. The writer of this film is Ian Fleming. He's given credit as a writer because the source material, obviously, is his book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual screenplay was by Dick Maybo. Yeah, he writes a lot of them. And in the beginning, yeah. he did. He got he got a lot of, lots of credit. Him and uh, this
1: him and uh... Who was the director? Hunt. Hunt. Uh, yeah. They worked on uh, Chitty, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang together.
0: You know Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was uh, also written by... Uh, yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Indeed. Small world. More importantly, the last thing about just general facts, and then we're going to jump right into this podcast. Mm-hmm. This movie is widely considered a flop. It was not. In any sense of the word, a flop. It cost them $7 million to make. They made 82 here in America. Did you know it was the 10th highest grossing film in the U.S. that year? It was the second highest grossing film in the world. Do you know what the highest grossing film was? E.T. E.T. was in 1982, a <laughs> little off there. It was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which is my favorite, oh, one of my yeah. favorite westerns. Yeah. This was astonishing to me. In America, I didn't look up the worldwide numbers. In America, Butch Cassidy was obviously number one because it was number one in the world. In America, the number two grossing film was *Midnight Cowboy*. *Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid* made a hundred and seven million—or excuse, yeah, a hundred and seven million—in the United States. Mm -hmm. The number two film made forty-four million. It's big, big uh, decline there. That is a beating in the box office. Mm -hmm. People love that film. I love *Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid*.
1: So, but we talked about it last time we recorded. Butch, last
0: time we talked about Butch Cassidy. No, no.
1: Last time we talked about on her Majesty's... Yeah. Was it the franchise? How much was the franchise that carried the the profitability of the film? You know, just like the uh, film was
0: profitable on its own. It was, cost them seven so million. Was, it so made so was back. Die
1: another day. Die another day for the longest time was the highest, highest grossing. grossing. Yeah. Do you going to tell me that that was a good movie? No, I mean, no, we're no.
0: talking about financial. A flop describes the, yeah, the business you. I'm with sense you. of it. I'm with you. I'm just we're not we're not talking about whether it was a good movie, a bad movie. Was it a poor or wise investment? Oh, Dino of the investment. Day was a great
1: investment. They've never had a bad investment in this franchise. They've made money in everything they've done.
0: Right. So all I was trying to say is people widely think this movie is is a flop. It was not. It was not a flop.
1: I think people widely don't even know what this movie is.
0: License to Kill was much more of a financial disaster than this film was.
1: That's true cause you it had the
0: lowest. It had the lowest. What's the mathematical term um, or the business term between ROI. Um, return on investment. investment? Yeah, it had the lowest. Yeah. and it was destroyed in the box office. Yeah, that was the last time we had a summer film.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was. I remember talking about that. That was the point you made with that. Was that was the last time it's ever been released there. But and, and the fact that, um, you know, it wasn't a one-and-done movie like George Lazenby. I mean, yeah. We had seen Dalton before.
0: So. We had. And the theory was that we would see him again. Yeah. We would see Dalton. Much like the theory is that we would see George. <clears throat> we would see George again. Mm-hmm. I will say, after seeing this film, I, I do think it would have been nice to see him in Diamonds. To reprise this role. To get the revenge. Mm-hmm. To see the character as he played it you know get the revenge Sean Connery kind of you know as much as we we love Sean Connery we both had him as our number one Bond mm-hmm. he he really I put minimal effort into Diamonds Are Forever
1: it'll be nice to watch it again not in the order that right. was released just as a to judge it like how like on I, it's own I, you know we had talked we were very happy I was very happy to see Sean to, Connery yeah and, to see him again and I'm sure I gave him a bunch of passes you know yeah,
0: absolutely You ready to bond? Absolutely. Let's do it. So a little change of pace, like we said earlier, this is a discussion. So one of the things we want to do is start out big and then zoom on in to the movie. So this first block, we're going to talk a little bit about the air, the era of the film, place it in context of the world a little bit, maybe. So 1969, it was a good year. Remember it? No. We weren't alive. Not even close. That
1: was 19.
0: You could have had kids then.
1: He did. Uh, three years later. Hmm. Three or four.
0: Your dad was nineteen in nineteen sixty-nine.
1: Mm-hmm. My dad was nine. I know. They're ten years apart. Yeah. I think we often think that they're closer than what they are.
0: Probably. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm the baby. You know, and you're only child. Yeah. So it's just the way it, the stars align.
0: Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. So I would say the the biggest accomplishment. I don't think there's much argument here. The big historical event of 1969 has to be, by far, Richard landing Nixon. on the moon. Close. <laughs> I think you would, as a, as a aeronautical... Of course, I would say landing on the moon. Landing on the moon. Remember, remember there was a time where a president would say, we're going to put somebody on the moon... And then nine years later, we fucking put someone on the moon.
1: Yeah. Like we're, that
0: kind of leadership of like, yeah. here's a deadline. Yeah. This shit needs to get done. It's
1: like, we're going to happen. We're going to close Guantanamo Bay. It took nine, almost nine years. And, it's, really. still and it's still not closed It's still not closed. It's still not
0: close. Or just like, or a
1: possible future president.
0: We're going to, we're, we're going look at, to have look solar. At my
1: Look at my taco bowl on Cinco de Mayo. Have you not seen the, the, the Trump tweet? Yeah. Just don't get me started on that. <laughs> I love Hispanics. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Next president, right there. Right,
0: I think I would say that what we don't realize, and I'm sure you could speak to this much more, is all the things that we gained as society because of the moon race.
1: And I I here's here's the thing, Velcro. I don't care about any. I mean, that's all. This stuff is awesome. I I just I feel embarrassed, honestly. Of like what the country was able to do,
0: the microchip,
1: what the con- what the country was able to do in a decade, and what we have accomplished since, in a term in terms of aerospace. Can it's I ask? Sad.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think, on a scale of like zero to a hundred, what is the percent that we didn't land on the moon? And it's zero. A- <laughs>
1: Zero percent. I mean, we land on the moon. Yeah, it's I not heard that, that far if, away. I,
0: I heard somewhere. I read somewhere actually that if you uh, ask Buzz Aldrin that question, that he like gets close to throwing fisticuffs. Yeah, like, I mean, face to face. If you're like Buzz, be honest. <laughs> Did you actually land on the moon? He'll punch you.
1: <laughs> and he should. I mean, the guy risks his life going up there. Mm-hmm. You know, so.
0: I've also read, and this is it makes complete sense that what is it? There's twelve men have been on the moon.
1: Uh, yeah, 11, 11 through what Apollo nineteen. And I'm not sure which one's thir- the last 13 one. Thirteen didn't go, but, but of those, 18, of 18, those
0: twelve seven. men, and this is a very small sample yes, size. Yeah,
1: because thirteen didn't touch the moon. Yep.
0: Of this sample size of twelve men, um there is like a high amount of like depression. And asking the question of like, what's next? Because they've gone to the fucking moon. Yeah. And then they come back and you know, you can only fly in spaceships for so mm-hmm. long. And they reach this point afterwards where it's like, what the fuck do I, like, what, what goal? Do do what is next? Like, what could I possibly do that's going to even come close to the magnitude and breadth of mm-hmm. beauty and dedication that I put into going to the, to the moon? Mm-hmm.
1: I've also heard they're very spiritual. A lot of them become very spiritual after, after they, space.
0: they go back. Yeah. I saw recently on, um, have you watched by any chance the, the show on history channel with Craig Ferguson, join or die? No. He had, um, I watch it because I love Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an astronaut, NASA astronaut on the show and they asked that, that question got asked going up there and looking down and seeing the earth and then nothingness. Does it make you believe more in a God? And his answer, I thought, was very good. He said whatever it is you believed before you went into space is just more reinforced Mm -hmm. by going to space. So he said he's known astronauts that were very religious. They go to space, and it's just like, yes, yes. And then you have atheists who go into space, and they're like, there's absolutely no way God did this. So I, I I would think that's very much... You know, whatever it is you believed when your two feet were on the ground, when you're thousands of miles out there and you're looking down at this little blue dot, and then just nothing, mm-hmm. just a vastness, you're probably be like, of course, yeah, of course, only God could have done this. Or there's a zero, no, 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 God.
1: I mean, just uh, can it, 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 and you know, just join join me in this thought here. Okay, mm-hmm. what else was going on in '69 from a technology standpoint? Like you look at cars nowadays, right? Right. Cars that can stop themselves. Google is driving, is designing, and and is proving out cars that can drive themselves. Sure. Uh, You know, and and here we have um, the space capsule, which had vacuum tubes and all sorts of old technology in it. Right. What are our spaceships like now, and why aren't we on the moon yet? Why aren't we back on the moon? Well, there was really... There was, what's the point? Why would we go back? Why do we get... need to... Yeah. But it's a step... You know, it's a. we need to relearn how to do that in order to get to Mars. You know? I mean... I right. Guess,
0: I we have to have the, the will. We have to have the social will. Yeah. And wherewithal that... You know, by going to Mars, you're going to create a whole new set of technologies for all we know the reason that we don't have better form of energy Mm -hmm. is because somebody on the way to the mars mission was like we're going to run out of power we need to do x Mm -hmm. to make solar power more efficient and they do that and then it's like holy shit we could power a house with you know a one by one inch square you know it's ridiculous but that's the kind of engineering that's needed you know that that uh because we were able to solve this to go to Mars. We're not able to apply it to society and and do X.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Ultimately, how do I feel about landing on the moon in 1969? It was awesome. You know, it is definitely the thing I will think about ni- whenever I hear about 1969 in July. You know. Well, is there twentieth? Just think- but here, here. Here's this thing that bothers sure. me. I think we've just. It's. Uh, I'm saddened at what we've done from a space exploration standpoint since, and maybe. Maybe I just yes, and maybe I just don't know enough about what we've done. Like astronauts that were f- flying into low low Earth orbit on the shuttles in the eighties and the nineties would smack me in the face right now. Like you have no idea the things we've what? learned. Well, I think, the... but it wasn't as pivotal. It wasn't as we landed a man on this body that orbits. Right. Us, you know, I would
0: say NASA's mission has changed absolutely to exploration. So I would I would probably say that people in the know. Would argue that since then, you know, you have Hubble, and yeah. you know the technology has been able I to added that. You have the images, you have these satellites that are looking into deep space and yeah. able to detect the gases on planets, and you know that's the, so. It's a people would probably a mission change
1: argue it was a necessary evil to have this part of the history of NASA and space exploration. That right, we had to do this. Right, now, but in, and the big step is look at SpaceX. Sure, SpaceX recently. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple days ago, yeah, you know, whenever this comes out, but a couple days ago from when we recorded, landed their second, uh, their second successful landing on a ship mm-hmm. of the first stage rocket. I mean, of a private space company. You know that is our future. You know they they talk about bold steps and how bold was it to say in 1962 I think it was when Kennedy said we're going to land a. No, he said that in his inauguration.
0: 61. It would have been January of
1: 61. So in 61, he said, we're going to, in this decade, we're going to land a man on the moon. Yeah. SpaceX has said, we're going to land on Mars in 2018. You know, for a company, they're not putting a human. They're putting, yeah,
0: they're putting They're putting putting the
1: dragon capsule. This is
0: a private company, right? This
1: is a private company. But, you know, this is kind of our future. I mean, to... When do they have to launch? How long does it take to get to Mars? This is all ignorance to my point. This is, you know, actually, I don't even know that answer. I mean, luckily we, you know, we, you and I both know some of that works for SpaceX now, so I can actually mm. probably get that answer, but I would have to think. I bet Matt Damon knows. He was stuck there. <laughs> he was stuck there for like two years. <laughs> I, w- I would think. At That's least, dedication to a film. At least six months. Because I remember, if I remember how Mars space travel works is, you know, usually depending on where you are, it can take from six months to like two years to get there.
0: Depending on what time of year Earth yes. is and where yeah. we are, in where our you Earth. are in your in sure, your, Yeah. sure. So now let let me related but unrelated. Uh huh. I've always thought that if you could live like an eighty, ninety year life, how Hopefully. incredible! We could no, no. Do that. no wait, wait, wait let, let me get my idea out. Mm-hmm. Historically, if you were to be born, let's say eighteen eighteen, mm-hmm. or excuse me, eighteen eighties or mm-hmm. the eighteen nineties, yep. in your lifetime, you were born in a country where like the railroad, the continental railroad was huge. And then cars. And then man leaves the ground with the airplane. Uh-huh. And just the burst. And in your lifetime, in your lifetime when you were a young lad and the fucking railroad was mind-blowing, yeah. we put a man on the moon.
1: Yeah. You hadn't it's even flown an airplane. What would
0: be the equivalent?
1: Like, what would society have to do for us to be like, what? Like, I can order a baseball cap from Amazon and Amazon delivers it via drone to my front door. See, like, that's, a couple hours. to
0: me, that's... Has nothing? That's not as like, you it's know, not, somebody's like, oh, same. I was born in the 80s. And what then oh, in oh, my oh, lifetime,
1: oh, oh. a company. You're ailing and need a kidney replacement. And Amazon delivers a kidney to your you in two hours. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Would it be, would it have to be like some Star Trek
0: technology? Like if someone's like the food replicator <clears> or like a teleporter well, for us to be like, holy shit, we can teleport humans. Like, well,
1: I think, uh, was it today or the other day? I heard on the radio that uh, we've. Warp drive. Yeah, no, that's, that That would be awesome. Warp drive. But the, uh, artificially create beef, we will eat man-made created protein. What was that Charleston Heston movie? Soylent Green? I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about.
0: I'm a spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Do you, do you know how Soylent Green ends? Uh-huh. It, it turns out that Soylent Green is humans. Mm. Like there, there's a growth, there's a, there's a population problem on Earth. And to feed no way, people. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, the famous line is, like, Soylent Green is people! I need to watch that. Yeah, so when someone says artificial beef, that's where my mind goes. I'm talk Taco Bell. Right. Last thing, and then we're going to get back to, <laughs> back to 1969. I like this new format. Yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> Recently, someone said, what would happen if we, like, half the humans were dogs? So, if, instantly walking on two or four legs just dogs so instead of having seven million people our 7 earth's million. or seven billion okay, people earth's population instantly went to 3.5 billion but there were 3.5 billion dogs instantly on earth what type of dog? I just dogs <laughs> all like it could be a wide range of Chihuahuas, whatever whatever that. percentage of species and types of dogs there are now just expand like expand that to 3.5 billion i said we would begin hunting dogs because oh, yeah. there would be a rap just like dogs everywhere, yeah. and then we would start. We would eat them. We would hunt, and then yeah. it would lot. And then I was like, I don't want to live in that planet. Because yeah. the person was like, Oh, Sounds Earth like would Korea. be greater, like a a better place because dogs are great. And I was like, Well, uh, that that's until you have like a uh, an abundance of dogs, and then that I uh, wouldn't
1: want three point three billion dogs running around.
0: That'd be fucking nuts.
1: Yeah, it'd be a lot of shit.
0: Just like there'll be a lot of dogs.
1: We'd have, we have to teach those dogs how to use litter boxes or something.
0: Really? It'd
1: be a lot of shit if not.
0: I mean, you're not a cat person, but just like no. the idea like cats shitting in a box, like dogs can, they can poop human sized turds. Like, do you, wanna <laughs> yeah, do you want to wake <laughs> up? Do you want to wake up in the morning the go and go use the bathroom and there's like a human sized shit just sitting in a box and your dog's like, you told me to put it there. That's a... <laughs> just sitting there for you there. <laughs> Just go outside. Do that outside. (laughs) So the other, going back to 1969, that was, I think, the big social context of where society was. July 20th. I think it was like 4 p.m. Something, I don't know the time of day, but it was July 20th. I think the other, the other, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Did you ever talk to your your mom and dad, like what they were doing? I guess they were They were in Cuba. They were in Cuba then?
0: Yeah. They probably didn't give two fucks.
1: I wonder, if I wonder if they even heard about it. was probably spun. I wonder if they even heard about
0: it. Look at the Americans conquering the moon, those bastards. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's interesting. <And> every- Fucking
0: <laughs> selfish assholes taking everything for themselves. Yeah. Just imagine what they would do to us.
1: I, I, I'm trying to... i got to talk to my dad again, actually. I may have to do this. Actually, it's it, something to I feel think like about. People in that generation, they know
0: two things from like... They know exactly where they were. Uh, when Kennedy was assassinated yes. and they know exactly where they were when somebody was like, we fucking were on the moon. Yeah. Like that was a thing Those that, put, were, that, that was that put that eyeballs was on television. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. That's uh
1: no, just like everybody, you know, everybody in our generation can know oh, like the event. Were, okay, okay. Yeah. Like they know where they're at. They can remember their day like, yeah. very vividly. Uh, nine eleven. That was when Kennedy was assassinated landing on the moon. Uh, that was their, their bird. I mean, right. Right. Okay. That memory. makes, that makes sense. But what I was going to say is I think what I might do with this is I'm going to – when we go forward from here, I wish I would have done it. I'm going to call it my dad in the year, and I'm going to go, explain to me how your 1977 was, and just get my dad's perspective. And I'm always going to relate to – like we talked about, your dad was nine. My Mm. dad was 19. Right. You know. We both can relate to when we were nine and when we were 19. It's just a frame of reference, you know. You
0: doubt 19. He was in the Marine Corps by then, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 69. He was. Have they uh, shipped him to Vietnam yet?
1: Well, he, uh, he was never in Vietnam. Uh, as far as I know, he was never in country. He was, uh, either in, uh, Iwakuni, Japan or mm. the Philippines. Okay. Um, with his squadron. So yeah, by then he would have been in Iwakuni, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Cause 68, he would have gone through San Diego. He was a, he was a West Coast Marine. They sent the guys in Michigan. I guess there was a backup in Paris Island, so they, the West Coast, um, Michigan normally goes to Paris Island. Okay, but your dad went, right? Yeah, he went to Paris Island, and then uh, but they sent him to San Diego instead, Hollywood Marine, and then he was attached to an Air Wing, VMCJ one, and got uh, sent to Eureka. What time of
0: year? Do you know what time of year he went? Well, I mean, because you're you're talking about a Michigan winter, and then literally a day later, <laughs> yeah, he was in San, San Diego. Diego.
1: <laughs> well, he has stories of guys. Not being able to hack boot camp and where, where, uh, um, I guess it's, no, it's San Diego. It's not, I don't, I don't know what the actual base is because Miramar's there. MCAS Miramar mm-hmm. Marine Corps air station Miramar's there. But, uh, the Marine Corps training facility in San Diego is literally on the same base as San Diego international airport. Uh, uh-huh. so he has, he remembers guys Trying to jump the fence to leave the Marine Corps boot camp and fly back wherever they they thought they could go. So, I mean, he would have graduated graduated high school in probably June of sixty eight mm-hmm. and gone right to boot camp. Oh, so summer to summer at least. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, that's not that's not too bad. No. So anyway, <clears throat> the other big cultural, you know. Idea theme that people would be, you know, need to be made aware of to put this movie in context. I would say is the, the music scene, the psychedelic, the hippie movement that to me, those are the two cultural. Um, you know, you think of 1969, it's those two things. If you understand that, I think you get a comprehension of where we are in 1969. Mm -hmm. Um, so like other than that, we would look at, I think in films to then put the movie. Honor Majesty's Secret Service into the context of the other films that were released that year. Unless you wanted to talk about, you know, nineteen sixty nine in the sense of uh you know, politics and the the hippie movement in Vietnam a little more. Those I mean, the I'm open
1: to all that. that. I'm just
0: I'm looking The at Beatles that. broke up that year.
1: Well, I, they did Abbey Road that year, right? <clears throat>
0: yeah, well that's uh, it was released that year. Um and Abbey Road was the last album they recorded. Yeah, um, even though it wasn't the last album that they released.
1: But I'm looking at you know, we talk we talked about earlier Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. True Grit came out this year. The original True Grit we're talking with about, John
0: Wayne. We're talking about films, or we're, we're we're gonna dwell on some like Woodstock was that year as well. Yeah. Politics Nixon. If Trump's elected, is is he worse or better than Nixon
1: off the bat? I was watching, I know it's not 69 when this movie came out, but I was watching the 70s earlier today,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the miniseries, 70s, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go back and watch Like that on movie. CNN? Uh, yeah, I think I did CNN. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, like, Nixon was such a, he was a really great politician. Um, he, just, was a, like, he was you was know, commanding from commanding from the White House and everything. He was and a they, good politician. They were talking about how... He was, like, a shitty person, but he was a good politician. Yeah, yeah they were talking about literally how... As far as, as much as he was trying to get away, all the things he was trying to do to get away from Watergate mm-hmm. actually made him get deeper and deeper involved with Watergate.
0: I mean, it's a classic story in American politics. Uh, when you get your hand caught in the cookie jar, just say, my hand is in the cookie jar, I'm sorry.
1: but it, uh, Instead I, of
0: being I, like, what? No, no, I'm not in the cookie jar. And then you start shoving fucking cookies in your mouth.
1: I mean I'm kind of ignorant on the whole Watergate thing and I fell asleep on the couch before I could finish this the episode. I mean so but it I mean, seemed we're... like he was not completely involved with Watergate. Am well, I completely wrong there? We we would we would discuss Watergate
0: <laughs> a little more G uh, Gordon
1: Liddy and uh freaking uh, probably and,
0: uh, w- when we discuss um probably Roger Diamonds Mor- or Roger Moore's th- first yeah, film yeah. we would give it a little a little go. Uh, so yeah, it was like we don't want to ruin percent. that conversation. Yeah. We'll yeah, get into it. Right, we'll right, get into fair. it. That's fair. That's fair. Get into then. Some more. Although at this time, Richard Nixon, you know, he's, he was the vice president. He had lost to Kennedy mm-hmm. in a race that was very highly contested. And to this day, people still say that Joseph Kennedy, um, John's father, had some uh, influence with the mob on how that went. Because essentially it came down to two states, Illinois and Texas. And uh, if Illinois and Texas had gone to Nixon... Obviously, he wins. It's it's literally that. And Illinois, if Illinois had switched, uh, if memory serves me correct, the election is reversed. It goes so, to Nixon. Um, excuse and Ill- my ignorance.
1: Who who is he running against in '69?
0: No, no, this is the '60 when Nixon lost. Nixon lost in '60 to Kennedy. Okay. And so I'm just setting the tone of, you know, Richard Richard Nixon's decade. Yeah. Leading up to because this is also the election where uh, RFK should have ran. But of course, in 1968, you have the horrible year where Martin Luther King is assassinated. And then um like a month later, uh Bobby Kennedy is assassinated. And so one could say that in 60 um and the that election in 68, it's doubtful that Richard Nixon would have returned to actually face another Kennedy, especially as popular as Bobby was on the campaign trail and how much he was resignating with people at that time mm-hmm. so the assassination of kennedy creates this void um he w- he had not secured the nomination it was still a, a tough fight he was having but he was really building momentum uh before he was assassinated it opened the door to to hubert humphrey uh oh. who nixon just destroys Destroy. and and the election and he gets into office but yeah we're going back to to kennedy in illinois a lot of people speculate that There was some fishy stuff going on in that election, which, you know, gets him in office. Mm -hmm. Um, But Nixon, you know, as you were saying, you're speaking of the documentary portraying him as a politician, I would say that as much as Nixon was hated and as, you know, as much damage as he did in Watergate, I think most people on both sides of the opinion of Nixon would say that his greatest strength was foreign affairs. And you got to remember, he goes to China. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 He went to China and it was like the first time it was a huge deal. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm looking at the 68 presidential election with uh, Nixon, Humphrey, and they have George Wallace here as well. Oh yeah.
0: George Wallace. He was a racist.
1: Yeah. 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 Alabama. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. No, that's interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to move on. All right, let's talk about the movie. Okay.
0: So, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, you fan? Not a fan? Hold on. Did it second. move up from 18?
1: Uh, you had it a lot higher than I did. Let's I had it. At, I had it. it at eight. I had. And... <clears throat> That's pretty high. Yeah.
0: I would say it's pretty high, and I don't think you know going through my top seven. I don't think I would move it above Golden Rewatching it, Spy Who Loved Me, Casino, Goldfinger, Thunderball, Skyfall, From Russia. It doesn't move up from any of those.
1: Uh, I have a... And I so have,
0: far, it's still better than Doctor No, the ninth movie.
1: Okay. That's fair. I have Doctor No at 10. So, the ones I have directly in front of it, I have For Your Eyes Only. I oh, can my see, God. I know. I know you hate that movie. So, I can see that making a run for The Man with the Golden Gun. I could see Come it on. making a run yeah. for that. Yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. That's going to be one we'd already talked about. Yep. I think could be very interesting. This time around, not having, like, Wanting to see Sean Connery. Right, one more time. Yeah. Uh Quantum of Solace. Uh the Living Daylights, Golden you, you have
0: Quantum above this movie? I do. Even after the rewatch?
1: No, I I could tell you that's probably one that I would move right now. Yeah? Yeah, I think I would move it ahead of Quantum of Solace. Uh what about the Living Daylights? Do you have it you have it ahead of it? Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably gonna go up for me. I
0: have the Living Daylights as ten. Mm-hmm. So that's so it stays even for me, but I had it pretty high already I had it in the top 30. you had it
1: high you know you had it you said eight yeah and I had it at seventeen so, right i mean that's so it's moving up a little substantial bit substantial difference
0: yeah for you, which um I think is positive the George lazenby's performance up down I liked him. You like him, yeah. I and I, I I said this earlier when we were you know kind of setting the tone of what this podcast would be. I really I really as I'm watching the film, I even wrote down at one point that the film plays out like a book plot, much more than a movie plot. And I thought his portrayal of James Bond was pretty true to what I read in the book, and even his description, even how he looks, he looks closer to what Ian Fleming imagine in his head James Bond looks like besides the blue eyes than uh Sean Connery did. Mm-hmm. I think Sean Connery what he he did is as an actor, as an actually trained actor, he made the character his own and he read the script and he was and he created the background of this character and the why of why this character is doing these things. And I think George uh he took a lot of his cues from Ian and really followed it's his first film he's not a trained actor mm-hmm. and i and it makes sense why he would fall back on that and and really lean on what was given to him as who James Bond is and not really you know bring George into it or think about and and add an extra layer of James Bond, which is maybe when you look at it what sets him apart and why you know he's he's generally lagging behind everybody else who has played the character is a classically trained actor. You know, even Roger Moore adds something to James... Everybody has added something. They've they've had a thought of the why. Why is James Bond doing this? And they've come to a different conclusion. And they've added their own wrinkle. Whereas George's portrayal is the book. The book has come to life. That's my opinion.
1: I liked him. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you could definitely... And watching it again mm-hmm. and knowing his background as a, a commercial actor about French fries or something from Australia. Sure. You know, sure. Um, you could you could see his inexperience, but he was not like I was not appalled by what he brought to the table as James Bond. I mean, he was fine.
0: Yeah. He just wasn't Sean Connery.
1: No, he was not Sean Connery. You know, but and I mean, it was
0: good to see this movie so far removed from Sean Connery movies. Yes, I haven't it was circled nice back to watch it again. Yeah, and just, just be fresh. like,
1: this is just George Lazenby. This is how this one's going to be. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. This
0: is a guy trying to be James Bond. Yep. What are some things that like you really enjoyed about the film?
1: Um, I enjoyed. Are we st- we're not talking about George anymore. We're just, you know, maybe maybe George is. The I thing enjoyed you enjoy. Telly a lot more this time. I'm glad you did.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you did. He's,
1: I love the way <laughs> he holds a cigarette. Yes, I wrote that down in my yes. notes. The way he, <laughs> he holds it, like a baller. Yeah, he's just like I'm. I'm gonna take a drag, and I'm gonna hold it vertically. Right. You know, you know I mean, and uh, you know, it. I don't know why it, it didn't dawn on me last time, but like I always blame, I always blame Telly. To kill, you know, Telly killing Tracy, but mm. really it was Irma, Irma Bunt. Yeah, you know. And uh, does this change? The, let me just stop you here, because we uh-huh. drastically
0: differed on this in our final list. I had Telly's Blofeld only second to the Spectre Blofeld.
1: Um, I want to watch. I do want to watch Diamonds are uh, Diamonds are Forever again. Okay to see how much I like that portrayal. Uh with the longer hair and everything. Mm-hmm. I would probably move him actually actually where did I have him? Did I have him above Donald Pleasance? I still had him I, I I'm looking at my running rankings right now and I had him above Donald Pleasance. You only live you you only live twice, Blofeld. Right. Okay. And I'll keep him there. Okay. Um I believe I had Spectre first, Diamonds, Telly, and Donald Pleasance. I would probably keep it the same at this moment, but I could see him moving ahead of. Um, I'm trying to remember the the gentleman's name that played Blofeld and Diamonds.
0: Yeah, that one guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, that guy. I could see him moving ahead of uh, mm-hmm. ahead of him. So.
0: now what do what are your feelings on Diana Riggs as as a Bond girl?
1: You know, I liked her, but I didn't love her.
0: Honestly, mm. um, can can I can I just ask this hypothetical question? Sure. Of it's moments, make look like
1: a pig, isn't it?
0: No, 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 not you at all. Moments in my life where I wish I could have been in this meeting. I have this weird thing where something will happen. I am like, oh, I would have loved to have been in that meeting where that decision was made. Mm-hmm. Meeting I would have loved to have been in, and the first like several scenes that she's in all her tops are designed to show an extreme amount of cleavage <laughs> and almost like an unnatural, like especially it's most obvious when she comes out and and he's there in the, um, the hotel room mm-hmm. and just the way she's wearing the shirt. It's like, yeah, you would, you would naturally not wear it like that. You wouldn't have it buttoned. And then like you'd out to show your cleavage when you're by yourself, you would just have it V down. You would just not have those buttons buttoned. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been in the meeting and then they're telling her, they're like, Diana, this is the, uh, this is your outfit. And just her response, like, what the f- what is this? What? What is going on? I thought she did a great job. Yeah. I like her. I believed her. She's sassy. Yeah. I think she played a character that you can believe that James Bond would be like, I'm, I'm in love with this girl. She she actually is a character that I believe would be like a partner. She challenges James. She's not taking any of his shit. She's experienced. She's seen the world. She's well-traveled. I think they have similar tastes. They have similar lifestyles, especially when you read the novels, like the kind of pretentious, well-traveled, I eat well, I carry myself. That's the kind of partner I think James would be like, yes, I can. I will put up sitting with you every day because you're, you're going to challenge me. We can do these things together.
1: I'm just trying Your to think. Thoughts. I'm just trying to think like the book, the movie, the opening scene of the movie. Yeah. How we meet her.
0: I, I Are you okay with that? I try I to mean, forget that. Yeah. The opening sequence is still weird to me. Yeah. I enjoy the action part what of it. What about the book? A little I more? Mean, the same
1: thing in the book. It's pretty... pretty. Uh, I think it's pretty close in the front of the book. Um, how we meet uh, Draco. Drago? Draco, Whatever. Her dad. uh uh-huh. You know, she does the same thing. She's going to drown herself in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess she was dealing... You know, she was dealing with some shit at the time. Right. <laughs> but... I think when she reaches... I-, I like her a lot when she reaches the point, like, she is... Like you said, like, she's like the ally, but she's not, she's not the pushover. Mm -hmm. Um, She knows how to, you know, she's, yeah, I don't know. I like her a lot. Um, Sticking with the movie. Do you
0: think she would have made a better partner than Vesper? Had things not turned...
1: I kind of like Vesper Vesper better.
0: My my question wasn't, who do you like better? Who do you think would have been a better partner for James Bond?
1: Yeah, that's, you know, that's a tough question because, I mean, the James Bond changes between, substantially between, uh, I don't know, I think they're both good. They're both good in some ways. Um, I think he would have gotten bored with Vesper. You think so? Yeah, over time. I But she has a lot of the same traits that Tracy has with, you know, being so strong and busting his balls and, I don't know, they're kind of one and the same for me.
0: Okay. The type of woman... How yeah, about Madeline? Let's throw Madeline in the mix.
1: I think Madeline's the weakest of those three. Really? Honestly. Yeah. So far.
0: I'm I'm much more of a fan of the Madeline than you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to... I'm thinking back now to Spectre and everything. I'm just like... I, I just don't... I don't see her as strong as you do. Really? Yeah. I mean... I guess you can you can say, like, it was...
0: At no point does Madeline, like, go to James. James comes to her. There's a point that both Vesper and Diana Riggs' portrayal of Tracy, like, they finally succumb and accept the charm of James Bond. And Spectre, like, James is like, fuck it, I'm quitting MI6, I'm chasing you. And I really like that about Madeline. She's like, you want to hop on this train? It's fucking moving. You, It's your decision. Yeah. We would make a great team. That's great. I care about you, but I'm not going to live that life. You want to make that choice? Great.
1: Let's drive away in the Aston Martin.
0: This sweet, sweet Aston Martin.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's not a point where um, he's forced to chase Tracy or... Yeah, or hashtag Vester. Team Madeline over here.
0: Do that's you still true. think... Do you still think Madeline is an Angel of Death? Yeah. Because you... We picked this movie for a reason. It, there is... And I, I... Just... I'm all over the place here.
1: Yeah, but, I mean... But when more, the movie gets to, to the Alps... The
0: and it's... it, We get to... <clears throat> the center. I was like, oh man, this is Spectre. This is...
1: The Peace Gloria? Yeah. When they get to the Hoffer Clinic?
0: Absolutely. you are out there in the snow. They're playing around. They're chasing each other.
1: Yeah, am I? Do I still think Madeline is an angel of death? I think... And after watching this movie again... Maybe not as much. Honestly, maybe not as much. Like, this movie was very in-your-face. Like, this is hypnotherapy. Like, you are an angel of death. Don't touch the atomizer. You can touch anything else... Every night at midnight, open the compact, and I listen for me, and I will tell you what to do. Like, right. nothing Inspector, was ever like that. Right. Except for one maybe obscure moment where I saw you when you were a child, you know? I mean, I mean, so, yeah, it's very forced. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. So, no. I actually... You're not walking maybe. that back? I'm not walking it back, because I, I think... It, it could be? I think yeah. it could still happen. Like a modern day? Yeah. But... No, the, definitely the feeling is not the same there.
0: Okay. So Christopher Nolan, the director, I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan and his work. Yes, yeah, he,
1: he loves this movie.
0: And as I'm watching this film, because at one point, and I'll show you this, you can't see this at home because obviously you're listening to a podcast, but I wrote here so much chase and my notes, and I felt like, oh, like, oh this, is, this is a fucking Chris Nolan film right here. It's just like slow plot, something's happening, chase like just action and a lot of his films have that like heightened we're just going to run now things are going to happen <laughs> we're chasing towards something and a lot of that a lot of this film it took 40 minutes of this film to actually get to like James Bond as a spy it was like when, so when much filmed, no when, when he calls him out, no or? when he gets to one of my favorite sequences i wrote this in my notes it's probably one of my favorite sequences in all across the films of James Bond just, like, doing tiny spy stuff is when he goes into the lawyer's office. That film, I just, I love that scene. It's just, like, it's funny without trying. It's, like, just typical and, like, probably what a spy does in the sense that, like, I'm using this gadget and I'm literally, I'm waiting here. I'm gonna pull up this chair and read a Playboy while this machine yeah.
1: reads the codes. Like I'm glad you brought that up because I was trying to, you know, in, in the earlier format, we talked about <clears throat> the uh the guy that was helping Bond. Yeah, we saw no because I'm, I put I, I put in my Campbell? notes. I'm looking at IMDb right now. Look, here's the thing: I'm we're watching. He the helps film. him there. He's he the one that him. sends him the all-in-one printer. He
0: helps him. James Bond is on a two-week leave, unsanctioned by MI6, to be doing
1: what he's doing. But he helps him starting in Bern, at the lawyer's office. That's the one when
0: he helps him there. Bond is on a two-week leave unsanctioned by mi6 he asked for the resignation yeah money penny writes it he gets the two weeks leave then he goes to burn yeah but i don't so is this guy mi6 is he like
1: i think he's clearly mi6 so then he's doing some off the books kind of shit no i mean he doesn't know any better he doesn't know he's on he doesn't know bond's on leave he's just like so bond hoodwinked this guy kind of yeah yeah he then then bond is
0: responsible for this guy's death
1: well, it doesn't matter if he's on list or not. And our third I mean, incarnation,
0: when we circle back and update all of our facts, I'm going to put that as a death on Bond I then. still
1: need to find out this guy's name. Is it Campbell? I There's a guy named Campbell. What is he credited as? Campbell. Campbell. They Bernard, never say his name. Bernard Horsfall. And he's What's he's the character's name? Campbell. Okay. <laughs> he's credited above Q and below M. Above Q? Yeah. Q only has one small... At uh, the very end, yeah. I mean, he's at the wedding... Yeah, at the end. And radioactive lint. Mm. Is that the movie. Yeah, this is the one he does the radioactive lint. So, I mean, because the other guy is Gunther, Grunther. Well, what about what about Tassant? Yeah, I would love to know what this guy's name is.
0: Can we also, uh, when we update of our, course, there's no
1: there's no picture here, so I can't.
0: <clears throat> when we when we update things on the website, can mm-hmm. we uh, can we add as gadgets? Uh, Pockets. Mm. What kind of pockets? What kind of tailor? Some deep pockets. Not only were they deep pockets, but that material lasted. And also, I imagine that pockets, like if you use them as gloves, they would be rather slippery. And he's just like (laughs) jumping onto things and has like Spider-Man grip. (laughs) Like sign me up for this guy's tailor. This is true. Like I'm going to make, I'm going to line your pants with some uh, grippy pockets just in case.
1: I was like, I could hide a bunch of stuff in those pockets. Those are deep pockets. Like, to cut, to rip those pockets out and have it go in, over your entire hand. Should, they're very big pockets. Yeah. Where were we at? You How
0: know we? what they say about men uh, man, man who have big pockets?
1: Large pants.
0: Yeah, that's, it. that's pretty much all they say. That's pretty much all. I would love
1: to know what the guy's name was.
0: Like in the film? Yeah. I thought you just said it was. Uh, br- I can Campbell? narrow it
1: down. I can narrow it down. What about this um, Jeffrey Chesser guy?
0: Are you trying to find the actor?
1: I would love to know who the guy was that played that role.
0: Yeah, look in our um, corrections. We'll figure it out.
1: I hope so. I'm not Or confident. if you
0: know, tweet us. If you're confident.
1: I'm not confident we're going to be able to find where the answer is and put in the
0: corrections. That you know who this guy is.
1: Double O pop. Let S- us
0: know. Screenshot. The credits.
1: None of these guys have. Send pictures us an email: bindingoverbonac
0: at, at gmail dot com. Where were we at? We're just, we're still talking about this film. At the end of this film, I thought it was the end of a part one.
1: It ended kind of weird for me.
0: It was like to be it's continued. Like she's dead. What is going on? Like movies over. It's, a, but I, I, didn't feel like it was. There was no real resolution to this film. No, it they felt like a part one. World. She, you know what else she's felt just like a part one? A rest. You know what else felt like a part one to me? Hmm. Spectre. It's a good point. Both of these films were not done. There's more to this.
1: That's fair. I don't think they did justice, though, the way they ended on her mattresses and came back with diamonds. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Like you could still have a, the way, the way Spectre ended and come back for the next film, obviously it's not out yet. So, uh, but I think the way they did diamonds, it's not necessarily like totally beneficial to on her Majesty's. 'Cause Cause it was like Sean Connery's back. Uh, Blofeld's dead. Let's go on to the next movie. Like you still have the potential to make Spectre however you want it to be. Sure. Sure, yeah.
0: Anything you still didn't enjoy second time around about this film? Anything that frustrated you?
1: Not, I mean, I the ski scene where he, uh, and the climbing across the cables and everything. Mm-hmm. The pockets that you don't like so much. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought that was a little silly? No, I, I think the movie was fine. I just don't... Do you think he I did like his... a lot his, of the editing.
0: Do you think he did his own voice as Sir Hilly? I felt that was overdubbed.
1: No, no, no. That was in the extra features. Um, How did he they, they do they that? Over, they did over... They did dub him. With somebody else's voice? Yeah, they, they or put... did he do they it? Put, he, I think they put his voice... Whenever Sir Hillary actually talked... Yeah. They used... Uh they used another actor? No, they used uh was it Lazenby's uh Because he had a Sir Hillary voice, so whenever he talked to Sir Hillary, they dubbed Sir Hillary.
0: Oh, but he recorded it He recorded it after. He wasn't doing he wasn't doing the voice while they were.
1: I'm not sure what the actual time frame was, but they it dubbed was overdubbed him. Him. okay yes. it it that was in the it special seemed
0: features. dubbed. Yeah. The Hilly voice.
1: So the guy that portrayed Sir Hillary Before Bond played Sir Hillary Uh was actually George Lasonby. We never heard the guy talk.
0: I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I got you there. Second question. Mm -hmm. I understand why in the books this trick can work for a while. But in the movies, Blofeld has seen Bond. So we led to believe that. Are we led to believe that for like two or three days, Blofeld is just like, "I'm going to toy with this motherfucker." Yeah,
1: I'm going to at all them hang around, uh, just because if you if you read the book, Bond has clearly clearly seen Blofeld before, because he talks about what Blofeld should look like, and that the guy he meets does not look like Blofeld at all. Mm -hmm. He talks about the weight he should be. He should be twenty stones but he's actually 14 stones. Blofeld should have a crew, a black crew cut, but actually has long hair. Um, so Bond has clearly met Blofeld before in the right. books. Uh, yeah. And in and, and the movie, all it is is like, well, you've I seen, you saw this guy, you, you saw him before. He should Last have a movie. scar below his eye. I mean, he's bald.
0: No, not and, so much that Bond should know what he looks like, but that Blofeld clearly knows what 007 looks like. Honestly, so the minute he shows up
1: should know what each other look like.
0: Yeah. But and the movie makes clear that he got operated. Yeah. So it's easy to understand that. Obviously, if he got his ears done, he probably fixed that hideous scar that he had on his face in the last movie. And now he looks like Telly Savalas. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe Telly Savalas ate Blofeld and, uh... but
1: but Blofeld, like you said, Blofeld should know what Bond looks like. Exactly. And that's the the frustrating part. The fact that he's wearing a kilt is not that much of a and the glasses yeah
0: what is this Superman yeah like oh Superman you're wearing glasses I can't tell Clark Kent oh my god the glasses are off oh it's Superman (laughs) I I never knew come on come on that to me was still frustrating yeah and watching the film
1: yeah I never liked the continuity of of this movie
0: I thought the ski scenes were very well shot except when they were doing the close ups and it was obviously they weren't skiing But the actual skiing, the stunt doubles that were doing the skiing, that was pretty sweet. you ever been skiing? Oh, yeah. I've never been skiing. Really? What's it like skiing on one ski? Hard. I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We should go skiing. So I can break my legs? No, you're not going to break your legs. You're just going to fall a lot. Your skis are going to fall off a lot.
0: They're going to fall off? Yeah. Don't they stay on? Don't you clip
1: them on in boots? Yeah, but that's the whole thing, is how good of a skier you are, Uh, is how tight they make the bindings. So if you're a shitty skier, they're going to look at you and go, (laughs) fucking Cuba here. Right. We're going to make his skis fall off really easily. Why? Because. That seems counterproductive.
0: Like, the shittier you're a skier, they should have them, like, tightened down. Hey, you're
1: going (laughs) to... Your skis are not coming off at all. No, that's not how it works
0: is it so like you can jump off, you can eject yourself if things are going bad? No, I mean so instead of skiing I mean, down the mountain you're just tumbling face forward without no, not skis not tumbling, into a tree.
1: No, you're not even getting the chance to ski cuz I like I remember when I was I, I'm not a real great skier to begin with. I mean, like I grew up in Michigan and used to go skiing when I was like 10 years old. Mm. And uh depending on who the guy was that was tightening your bindings, it was either going to be a fun day skiing or a shitty day skiing because I've had days where my my bindings, they're like, this guy can't fucking ski at all, so I'm going to barely tighten his bindings. And your skis come off, like at the first bump, the first sideways bump, your skis are gone. I mean, so it's not fun at all. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. I don't want to ski. That's why you should own I'll your just own stay. Shoes.
0: I'll just stay in the like hotel and drink the bourbon. Lash. Yeah, in a fireplace and laugh That'd at everyone. That'd be fun too. We should or actually I smoke a pipe. We should do this. Like how was your day of skiing? Oh it wasn't. I wanna yeah, know.
1: I have not left this this building at all. We My day skiing. of
0: skiing was uh drinking bourbon. We're gonna go skiing this year. Really? Right now. Yeah. Just right now?
1: No, let's make the let's let's make the agreement right now. Oh that we'll we will go, we skiing will go skiing
0: in the year before the year ends. This year of our lord. Yes, okay, twenty sixteen. Sure. You have
1: anything else to say about the on her Majesty's? It was alright. It was entertaining. Okay. I watched it over three days. Yeah, I watched it straight. You watched Tracer?
0: Yeah, I I took a nap midway through, but that was uh, that was for a whole other reason.
1: Uh,
0: All right, let's move on to our last segment. Alright, so our last segment. I think this is the segment. Did you realize? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sure.
1: The average cost of a new house in 1969 was $15,000.
0: That's crazy. What was the mm. average income?
1: $8,500. Yeah. Monthly rent was $135 a month.
0: See, this is where people like they talk about like how whiny millennials are, our generation, or lazy... Well, what is the average income in america today forty, 40 fifty yeah thousand so you're telling me that a house on average should be what eighty
1: thousand dollars <sighs> yeah, I mean,
0: is that what you just did not what did you how was, much did you say a house
1: was fifteen five in nineteen sixty the average salary was eight it was eight eight point five yeah, so double, so double, yeah,
0: so with no bills well, you would have double. to work, yeah, so a house <laughs> yeah today eighty eighty k
1: versus what we live. Where we live. Like a house here. Right. 250. Right. Easily 300.
0: Right. For no reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For no
0: reason. Where we are,
1: yeah. 35 cents for a gallon of gas.
0: And yet we're just lazy. We're lazy. We're lazy. We're lazy people. All of
1: us. This is kind of a good perspective to look at.
0: What kills me is, I'm sure, if you look what it costs to go to college. Well, God. You know. Oh, we know. We lived it. The idea that there was once a time where, you know what? If you did work over the summer, you could pay for college that year. Mm-hmm. That That's not the case. Not the case.
1: No, 10 years into my career, I'm still paying my student loans. Right.
0: Right. Which leads us exactly what I was saying. This third segment, this uh-huh. grab bag, I think is going to shift the most throughout the, uh, the four Your Eyes Only segment. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a potpourri, one might say. We throw in some ideas we had, some things we want to talk about that didn't fit easily into either the film or the larger context. I think we're, we'll try to figure out more so what this is. Just a random, you know, final thoughts. Stuff associated with the film. Maybe some life stories. It's
1: going to be hard to have life stories. Uh, it's not
0: necessarily true. We talked about it we in the uh, first segment. This would have been a great place to be like, you know what? There's a lot of skiing in this film. Scott, have you ever skied?
1: Mm-hmm. We, we shot our yeah, wad man. with that one. Yeah, we kind of did. A little early. So do you have any experience, life experience that relate to this movie?
0: Uh, yeah, there was at one time I got facial reconstruction. Uh, so I wanted <laughs> to be a count. And uh, I needed to... Uh, Cut your ears off. I needed to prove to the... That's crazy that that's a thing. And I would love to hear from our British listeners. Like, there's nothing in America even close to that. We're like, I, I want to get a title. And, uh, oh. we're going to have to prove our lineage. Her- Heraldry? You, you know, like, yeah. just the idea of. Yeah. <clears throat> like, is that still a thing? Like, do people still do that? I think so. Like, uh, um, well, I'm, I'm interested in you're being a duke. A... You're a baron? Right. Who the fuck cares? Like, what is your title? Like, do you have to refer to a baron as, like,. Baron Scott.
1: I mean, they still have... meet my
0: friend Baron Scott.
1: I, I think you probably would. would I mean, they still phone. have they have House of Lords and House of Commons, and
0: he's my uh, it's my we friend Scott. It's Baron,
1: <laughs> Baron
0: Scott. You dick.
1: I think I would kind of be like, you know, maybe we look back when you and I get you know thirty, forty years from now, and it'd be like, oh no, you can direct, you can you can follow your lineage back to uh, a congressman. Or a senator, you know, our, 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 our noblemen, if you will. Even yeah, doesn't mean you get a title. and you get a title? I mean, Yeah. It's, like, are you so, saying? So yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, called so if you're, senator. If you're, if you're in the but lineage, like your kids. Yeah, you're like, not you're, a senatorette. Right. Whatever. Whatever word you're gonna create. It would yeah. still be senator, yeah. even if. Uh... Yeah. Well, you know, you have to be less than the senator. If you were the product of a senator, you'd have to come up with some word for that.
0: Then asshole. Like a baronet. Like a spoiled kid. Like a baronet. Like a privileged... Yeah. Like a disconnected child of society who doesn't understand how rules really work. I don't know. I'm just...
1: I don't, I don't know. I'm just... You know, I'm... There's, some, there's something there. Right. <clears throat> Where are we going with it?
0: <laughs> We're talking about uh, experiences related to... Related to the movie. I think this would be a, an interesting uh, place if... You wanted to properly and in context complain about, rail on, speak of, anything that has to do with the magazine Playboy. As not only is it in the movie, but obviously, you know, Ian Fleming had several of his short stories and you know, in Playboy, so they had a relationship and a and a connection.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: do you think somebody left that magazine with the Playboy and the lawyers, or did he have that there for himself?
1: No, he had it He had it there for himself, and if I remember correctly, he had it kind of hidden.
0: He had it in a news because Bond yeah. grabs a newspaper, yeah. goes to like fold it, and it's not folding correctly, yeah. and then opens it up, and he's like, oh shit, there's a Playboy. Yeah, Fuck so this. That, was, that was
1: definitely for him then.
0: Fuck this Swedish newspaper. Yeah. I'm going to read this Playboy.
1: That. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really impressed. I mean... It, with no, the new Playboy? I, no, it's not true. I am impressed.
0: Because you're actually reading it for the first time? Yeah. I've told you for years to read, to actually read the articles.
1: Yeah, but the way they're doing it, I think... Do you it's... think you
0: would circle back and maybe read some of the articles in your old one? No. You should.
1: I should, but I'm not going to. I'm going to
0: tell you why. I'm going to tell you why you should. Okay. I think as every... Maybe this is something that might be lost. Our our generation may be the last generation that actually experiences because the internet is now a thing. Uh-huh. But the, uh, the old... I'm not saying you can go in there but if uh um, you know there's a drawer in this you know that's and you knew that's where the that's where your father had some playboys mm-hmm. and then eventually you come to an age where you know it's just like you want these fucking playboys I'm going to throw them away do you, you want these anyway I came to have some playboys from like the 80s mm-hmm. and I actually read of one bush. of the articles it a was, bush in those. I, I'm <laughs> yes <laughs> but they had this article uh, when Reagan and uh Carter were running against each other and it was fucking, they don't write like that in the media anymore. And it was really cool to go back and, and read it. And I'm sure, you know, cause you have Playboys from like.
1: 90s. Yeah. That'd be, you know, the Clinton years.
0: Can you imagine some of the stuff probably written there during?
1: Yeah. I've, the earliest one I probably have is from like 96. So yeah, that would be Clinton. All through the yeah, Monica Clinton, Lewinsky. Term, yeah.
0: Yeah. Bush, Bush Gore. Probably have, you'd probably have some phenomenally written articles in there. Yeah, maybe. That that would be nice to circle back on.
1: That's 20 years ago. I know. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah. I had somebody refer to a classic car. I was like, oh, what year was it? Or what year is it? I'm like, oh, it's a 91 Mustang. I was like, that's not a fucking classic car. Then I did the math in my head. and I was like, holy shit, that's a classic car. Yeah. Because in our state, you can get historic tags if it's 25 years or older.
1: Well, I saw... Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually right. A it's, 91 Mustang. Because I, uh, I, I saw a Ford Explorer. A first-generation Ford Explorer had a historic, historic tag on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is bonkers to me.
0: But do you realize how shitty the 80s were for vehicles that like historic cars were the 70s and then they just fast forward jump eh, to the 1990s?
1: I'm not going to give the state a pass. They just like the number 25. So they were like, "Ah, eh, if it's 25 years old, you can.
0: No, but I'm saying like in the reference and conversations mm-hmm. where people were talking about his cars, I feel like not even f- a few years ago. You're talking about a historic car. It was made in the 70s at earliest. Yeah. And then fast forward, not... Big muscle car. Two, three... Somebody's talking about a historic car. Hey, you know what? A 91 Mustang. That's a... But like, who... Who? An 87 Mustang? Five liter? I'm... I'm just saying the 80s were really bad for cars. Yeah. It's a horrible decade. Yeah. Uh, you know what we're going to have to do for the next podcast is get better chairs. Get more
1: comfortable chairs.
0: These chairs are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running out of things to say. I think we've, uh. Are you? Yeah. My level, I like this movie. I'll tell you what, I will, we'll end on this discussion because it still, it still burns me that you stated from Russia with Love is not a, uh. Garbage, complete really garbage. It's not a Bond film. I didn't feel like this was a. This is a Bond film. Why? It's just like, it's, first of all, as I said earlier, it takes so long to just get into like something, you know, and it just seems like a you know just like a spy film. I think it's much slower. I
1: think this movie is very has a lot of. It, it, it is pl- very much a, just just a spy film. It's very much like from from Rush with Love. Very limited gadgets. This guy is someone who he's he's actually something that he's not. Um, he's going to find somebody bad. It's very much just a spy movie. It's very much like From Russia With Love.
0: From Russia With Love is... Better. My That's six better. Come involved? On, come on, it's better. It, yeah, it, of course. Yeah. I have it number one. Do you really? From Russia? No, did I... let uh, I mean, I think actually... You know, it's still number one. I don't know. <clears throat> I have it in the top eight. I'm just like not overly passionate about it.
1: About this movie? Yeah. I'll That's come fine. to its
0: defense when it's needed.
1: It's fine. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'll watch yeah. it again. There are a lot of movies that are far worse than this movie. Um, I'm happy to watch it again. I, it re-energized me. I think Lazenby is the uh, emotional bond. You know he there were there were moments there where he was generally scared, and I was worried for him when when uh, Tracy showed up. I was like, thankfully Tracy was there because right. he would have just he would have succumbed to. He would. It's got unfortunate caught, he, he didn't killed. get
0: more bonds. It's yeah, really unfortunate.
1: Maybe one or two. It'd have been nice to have something to compare it against. Right. We don't even have that, you know. So.
0: Because I watched this film and I was like, oh man, I could easily move him above Roger Moore, and I was like, I can't because. He doesn't have enough of a body of yeah. work, yeah. Because I, what do I have to do? I have to take this versus Roger's best. You know, he's going head to head against the spy who loved me. I couldn't move him up.
1: How about against uh, Dalton? That should be the that should be the comparison. Like, how is he versus the Living Daylights? And the well, I think the okay, cat? so
0: this is an interesting discussion when we're looking at the 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 movie versions of James Bond. I think you have Sean Connery is the the Genesis. And I think Connery, and the reason I think you and I have him is he encompasses like every part of James Bond as he's been portrayed. And then I feel like after Connery, you have two paths you can go down. You can go down the Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan path, or you can go down the George Lazenby, Timothy Dalton, Daniel Craig. And I think there's a lineage
1: Say I would say there's Connery. There's a Connery path, uh, a Craig path, and then the paths that you are laying out. So I would subtract the Craig from your Dalton and your Laysenby path. I,
0: say, I, I think Craig is a direct lineage to Dalton and and Laysenby. He's darker. He's more serious. There's emotion. Just a portrayal. I think there's a direct lineage... He's much more physical. There's a direct lineage.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Lazenby and Lazenby and Craig are both very physical. Right, in their role. Yeah, I think that's one of the special features. Lazenby like knocked out. That's how he got the role. He's was, a big boy. He knocked out one of the uh, special effects guys. Mm-hmm. Just he's like you. One of the reasons he got the role.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Something to think about. Yeah. Tweet us. Let me you know what you think.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely. Let's bring this on home. Here we go.
2: Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town.
0: Next month drum roll you grab it I would insert a drum roll actually stop have we talked about this on air? what? we were reviewed remember I don't think we've ever have we talked about this in a podcast? somebody decided that, that uh, no 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 they, um, yeah well we were compared to Pierce Brosnan Did we talked about that? I don't know in a podcast? we've been we not just, too long Have we just talked about it off air I don't know. I, I, don't know I honestly don't remember if I,
1: we've talked about this on air or off air. That we that we were compared to Pierce Brosnan. We were, yeah. All the all the uh, the, never... the individuals that do podcasts about James Bond, yeah, were compared to. We made the list. We did make the list. Yeah, but
0: we were compared to Pierce Brosnan,
1: which is okay. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a lot of noise. Ready? Let's get to it.
1: I want you to pick a number. All right, if next. You, if you could make the numbers a little bigger okay be great all
0: right all
1: right all right good next month Blindly reach in hit it
0: we're doing a double blind here yep okay next month
1: thunderball yes <laughs> that's a great transition yes! that is a great <laughs> transition we're not that far away from from on her Majesty's no it's a great fucking film. I am very excited I'm pumped to watch
0: Thunderball. Me too. I haven't seen it since we did the review. I've been yeah. wanting to go back to... This is going to be the first time I've seen a Connery Bond since yeah. we reviewed Diamonds Off Forever. This is a
1: great transition. We could not have... I could not have asked for a better movie, honestly. As much Actually, as... think about that for a second. What... Is there anything that could have been better than that draw?
0: Um I like the idea of circling back to movies that we were like super super hard on mm-hmm. and then giving them so like if we had gotten um for your eyes only yeah. I would have been very open to that to circle back to
1: it. I was I was going to say I could have been open to um The Man with the Golden Gun. Okay, that you would be been... Roger uh, Roger Moore film. <laughs> yeah, Manga. Yeah. yeah.
0: If we had gotten Spectre, I would have. I would, I would have, have been. Said, ah. Let's read you. I would have. I would have uh, automatically asked. So we read you all that. It's too soon. I agree. I'm pumped about Thunderball. Me too. All right. So remember to download that podcast in a month. This podcast, all our podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, the Lion Eyes website. One of these days, sometime in the future, you'll find us on Bonding Over Bond. Mm-hmm. We're still working on that. Um, follow us on Twitter at Bonding Over Bond. Like us on Facebook. Send us emails. Nobody sends us emails anymore. Mm-mm. We haven't been able to do a mailbag. Ooh, emails, honestly. Yeah. Send us a messenger pigeon, something. <laughs> Tweet us stuff. We we had a lot of fun doing that mailbag yeah. episode. That email is though, however, bonding over bond at gmail dot com and of course you can go to our website which is just one page right now at lion dot com backslash bonding over bond. We are building, we are getting close to we completely have botched and missed I think if, all you're, going, our deadlines. if you're
1: going to LionEyes, you should probably just, just check BondingOverBond.com. dot com.
0: One of these days it's gonna be live. Yeah. Soon. We're getting there. Mm-hmm and uh maybe one day um you know as it gets closer and you follow us and you interact with us maybe we shoot you a direct message on Twitter and we're like hey it's live give us your feedback
1: yeah if you're one of the uh, diehards Yeah. If you're, if you're a diehard bonding over Bond fan you're going to you're going to be one of the first ones that knows that we're live
0: absolutely that's the benefit of communicating with us mm-hmm. we love to hear from our fans um yeah that's um I don't think we have anything else to advertise
1: no it's that's, coming soon. We're working on that's it. That's all
0: our stuff. You can find us. We'll be here. So glad just glad to be back. Yes, we are glad to be back. Just to set the right expectation, a reminder everyone, we're not going to be weekly anymore. Um, we're going to have every month one of the For Your Eyes Only and then a much smaller like odd job or just a random podcast. You know what
1: we never talked about in this one? Yeah, what
0: do we never talk about? We actually
1: about? had fan listener feedback. We never talked about the style of Bond. We
0: never talked about the style, and we never talked about the score, and yeah. I took notes on mm. both of those mm. because we had we had comments. Because
1: this is one of my favorite songs, and it's kind of a it's kind of a debatable one. We have one of your favorite, uh, you know, we have uh, Louis Armstrong's "Yeah All the Time yeah. in the World," and and uh, John Barry's uh, "On Her Majesty's Secret Service," whatever the song is called. Sure, With no, I mean, you know what we'll do? We might have to do an odd job about those two.
0: Here two in topics. two weeks, you can listen to an odd job about specifically those two topics. That's good. I, I like. And that. then in a, in a month, you'll get to hear another for your eyes only.
1: Yeah, that's good. All right. So we can talk about. We can go in and focus on the style yeah. of Bond and and the the sound of Bond and Her Majesty's. Absolutely.
0: All right. Remember, we're still going to give George Lazenby a hard time. <laughs> Thank you for bonding with us here at Bonding Over Bond. Until next time, shake it. Don't stir.
2: Admire your luck, Mr. Bond. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond.
0: Thank you, Mr. Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. How weirded out do you think people were by the ATM? Like, you know how like old people now are just like not great with technology and they have like a general distrust for things? Mm-hmm. Like somebody who was like 80 it's probably pretty. in annoying. 1969, they're like, Sir, you just put your card in this machine. You're
1: 80 in 69, you were like 60 and during World War Two. I mean, that's like, that's crazy.
0: Like, you're just gonna type some numbers and cash is gonna come out. Yeah. And it's safe. All this is safe.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. And here's mm-hmm. your social security number, which your birthday is in November, right? November 5th? 15th? 15th. I was only off by 10 days. Yeah.
0: When's my birthday? When's your birthday? Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Your birthday was on Saturday in 1969. Yeah,
0: I wasn't born yet, but that's... I
1: know you. I know. My birthday was on a Thursday.
0: February 13th?
1: Finally.